You're listening to the Butterfly Effect Podcast, episode number 19. Today I'm doing something totally new to the show. I'm chatting with three different guests, Carly Fuhrer, Deanna Meredith, and Miranda Alcaraz. None of them are a stranger to the competitive world of CrossFit, but that isn't the only thing they have in common. They're all pregnant and expecting babies in the next few months. If you enjoy this episode, all I ask is that you screenshot it and share it on your social media story or feed to show your love. If you have a second to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or SoundCloud, the show can continue to grow and expand its listeners. Taking the time to share it with your followers and subscribers will totally help keep it thriving, so I can continue to bring you quality episodes like the one you listen to today. This is the Butterfly Effect Podcast, and I'm Ashlyn Newlove, tackling everything from fitness, nutrition, business, life, ice cream cones, and everything else in between to help inspire people to make one change that causes their ripple effect. Welcome to episode number 19. So for those of you who don't know me, I'm a fitness and nutrition coach helping people have fun, keep fit, and reach their goals while they're at it with my online program, The Sweat Effect. Today's show is unlike any I've done before. I'm sitting down to chat with three incredibly strong women in the sport of CrossFit who've all taken a step back from competing at a competitive level to grow their families. Carly, Deanna, and Miranda are going deep into the world of CrossFit and pregnancy and answering all of the questions. All right, welcome to the show, ladies. Thanks for having us. Hello. Hello. I am so excited to have everybody on, and we have people coming from all over. So why don't each of you just give a brief introduction of yourselves and tell the listeners kind of where you're from, your age, how far along you are, how long you've been doing CrossFit, and maybe what your athletic background was before. Um, Carly, why don't we start with you? All right. Uh, Carly Fewer. I'm 28 years old and 36 weeks pregnant now, so getting closer as it comes. Um, let's see. I did CrossFit. I think this is year six, if I counted this year. And then competitively, I was at the games in 16 and 17. Um, and then from there, I did some weightlifting. And then before, you know, before I got into CrossFit, I didn't really do much besides high school sports. I played volleyball, basketball, track. Um, other than that, I rode horses and just anything outside and outdoorsy. But Nothing too crazy. <laughs> and where are you coming at us from? Uh, Bend, Oregon. Awesome. Yes. All right, Miranda, let's have at it. Uh, my name is Miranda Alcaraz. I am 37 years old, so I'm just a little bit older than Carly. <laughs> and uh, I am almost 21 weeks, so just past the halfway mark with my second baby, my second little boy. Uh, I started CrossFit in 2007, so 12 years now. Um, I was a personal trainer before. Uh, I didn't really do any sports. I was like cheerleader dance uh, growing up. Um, competed in the the last time I competed in CrossFit was 2014 and 15. And now own a business with my husband here in, um, where am I? I'm in Vancouver, Washington. So. <laughs> Excellent. That's awesome. Okay, Deanna. Hi, guys. Uh, Thanks so much for doing this, first of all. Um, My name is Deanna Meredith. I'm from Vernon, British Columbia. I'm up in Canada, uh, as well as Ashland. 
holding it down up here. Um, I've been doing CrossFit for about eight years. Actually, next month will be eight years. So uh, I've known Miranda or I've known of Miranda for that long because my husband's been competing in CrossFit for uh, 10 years. And I competed with Carly at regionals. Uh, I remember Carly because you were new. You were new to CrossFit and I was sitting next to you on the bike after a workout and you had like annihilated me. And uh, she's like, yeah, I just started like a few months ago. And so anyways, uh, I'm humbly uh, been competing for about seven years. I've made it to five regionals consecutively. Uh, I competed in Olympic lifting and I went to Worlds for powerlifting as well. And uh, I won Worlds. So that's one of my, my proudest competitive moments. And I am, could probably show you guys, uh, a big 27 weeks pregnant. And this is my first child. I know what I'm having, but my husband doesn't. So oh, so I can't, can't say. say. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't, you guys make me feel so unfit <laughs> right oh, now. <laughs> no. These are some very fit ladies. So this is why this podcast is going to be so awesome. There is so many people out there who have no idea what to do when it comes to CrossFit and being pregnant. And I think you guys are going to really help a lot of people out with this. So yeah, why don't we start off with you, Deanna? When you decided you started wanted to start having children, when was it? And did you always want kids? Yeah, great question. Um, I went to school to be a teacher, so I have my teaching certificate and I've always loved working with kids. Um, so yes, I always knew I wanted to start a family and that was important to me. Um, but I feel like I wanted to accomplish a lot before I got there and it kind of kept getting pushed back and pushed back. And I think a big part of that was CrossFit. Um, I love competing in CrossFit. So I'm 33 years old now. Um, so probably waited a little longer than I even really wanted to, um, so that I could keep competing. Um, what was the other question? Have you always wanted kids? Have you always and wanted kids? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I always wanted to have babies. How about you, Carly? Uh, I actually didn't always want kids. I don't think I, I just didn't see it in my future for the longest time. And I have no idea why, cause I do love kids, um, until I met Clinton and that totally changed my whole outlook on things. I was like, Oh. I can have this kids or this guy's kids. <laughs> but, um, I didn't, we, we had like talked about it. It wasn't really like something that was like, Oh, let's have kids now. Um, we decided I'd been off birth control mainly for, I didn't like what it was doing to my body. So I decided I was going to do it a little bit differently. Um, I hadn't had a normal menstrual cycle ever in my life. So I was trying to get that regulated. Um, and along that, I got pregnant. So it was a little bit of a surprise. Uh, we weren't like not preventing it though. So it just happened a lot faster than we thought. Did you find that it, you had managed to regulate your period though before you got pregnant or you were still working on it at that time? We were still, it was maybe I'd had it regular like a month or two, not even. So we had no idea um, just because it was so hit and miss still. Yeah. But, I think yeah. that's probably something that a lot of women who are really competitive with CrossFit kind of struggle with as well. So I'm sure yeah. they're interested to hear um, that, yeah, things weren't always, you know, regular for you. Yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> all right. How about you, Miranda? Uh, so when I got pregnant with my first, it was a 
complete surprise. Um, my Myself and my now husband, Julian, had only been together for, I, we had only known each other for a year, um, had just moved in together when we found out. And it was definitely um, welcome eventually, but not, <laughs> not planned. I was very similar to Carly in that I... There were, I mean, I was like, uh, what was I? I guess I was 34 at the time. And I still didn't know for sure if I was wanting to have kids. I felt similar with Julian as she said that she did with her husband, like where I could now see it with him, but not at that moment in time. Like definitely not ready, but maybe it was good because I was getting a little bit older anyways. Um, Kind of the opposite of Carly though. I never had any sort of like missed periods or anything the entire time I was competing. Um, so that's probably why it happened so easily for us. Um, but the second one, it took me like nine months. Um, and I've heard that's pretty common for the second one. So just kind of throwing that out there, it was a complete accident. I know exactly when it happened for the first one. It was like a one-time thing. And then the second time we had to try for a really long time. So yeah, and that kind of, you know, was leading me into my next question that, like, was conception difficult? And um, did anybody face any struggles when they were trying to get pregnant? Uh, Deanna, do you want to start off? Yeah, I think this is it's so different for each woman, for sure. And I had competed for so many years. I was worried that my sort of my hormone profile would not be conducive to getting pregnant right away. Um, and my husband kind of was on that line of thinking as well, like, typically... When you train a lot, your androgen levels are higher. Oh, my dog's perking <laughs> up. Uh, your androgen levels are higher. Um, my estrogen levels were probably low. So anyways, we went into it with um, no real expectations, but it did take longer than we thought. Um, it took me two years to get pregnant. Wow. Um, off of birth control and not using anything else. Mind you, I wasn't... I wasn't really dialed. I wasn't keeping track of my periods. Um, I wasn't tracking my ovulation. We kind of just wanted to, you know, have fun with it and enjoy the process of it and not stress. But towards the end, it, it did become a little bit scary. I was like, I'm, I'm surprised that this is taking as long as it is. Um, so we can get into that a little bit more. I did, I did do a little bit of research. I was going to go to a fertility clinic um, and then I got pregnant. So... Well, that's amazing. Um, Murad, you said it took a little bit longer the second time. You guys had decided you wanted a second child at that time and were ready to give it a go? Yes. Yeah, so literally at this time last year, it was like Christmas time. I was like, oh my, because we don't plan on having another one after this one. So this will be our, unless another unplanned thing happens. Um, <laughs> it was like Christmas time. And I was like, you know what? If I get pregnant right now, I can be done having babies forever in my life and be done with pregnancy by Christmas of next year. That would be so great. And, um, I felt like our first was getting like old enough that we could manage that. And I expected it to take one time because that's what it, it ha how it happened the first time. And it's so funny. Um, Deanna, my husband, um, the first time I got pregnant, he was surprised because he's like, well, I'm seven years older than him. So he's like, I, I didn't think it would be so easy because you're like older and like lean and like you've been competing for so long. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> anyway, so he was shocked. But um, I actually, I got pregnant uh, within the first month, but I had a miscarriage, um, a very early miscarriage, like at four weeks um, in January of this year. 
Um, and I think that took the reality of like how easy it was for me the first time into this time. I was like, oh man, like just because that happened the first time doesn't mean that that's going to be smooth sailing again. And then we tried and I was tracking ovulation and everything and it was extremely stressful and I felt like everything was my fault. And then for like two months, we were like, okay, we're not going to prevent it. Kind of like what Carly was saying, but I got to stop like taking 15 birth or 15 pregnancy tests, like every cycle. So we kind of stopped that. And that's when it ended up happening for us. Oh, that's awesome. And Carly, you kind of said yours was fast after, you know, when I guess did, how long had you been trying to figure out your period? And it was obviously kind of in the back of your mind um, about getting pregnant probably sooner than later. Um, Let's see. So I had, I mean, it's taken maybe like five or six months that I was off birth control and trying to get it regulated um, within that time. I, I never even thought I was kind of like dumb to all of this. I didn't think about like ovulation. I had really no idea how that worked, honestly, um, when it happened. So uh, I had no tracking of any sort, but my period had maybe been regular a month or two, like I said. Um, so it was, I mean, it wasn't planned. Like we weren't, let's do this right now. It just so happened that apparently I was ovulating and it worked. (laughs) So I was pregnant. Yeah. How did you figure out you were pregnant? Well, I took a pregnancy test and totally thought, you know, like there's no way I'll just take it just to be safe. Cause I'd kind of like, like my boobs were really sore. Mm -hmm. I have no boobs in general. They felt a little bigger. I thought that was kind of weird. I was like, Oh, maybe I'm going to start my period. Um, that wasn't the case. There was like a faint line. I was like, this isn't, there's no way. And I sent a picture to a friend actually before I even said anything to Clinton. She's like, yeah, that, you're pregnant. I go, no, <laughs> no, I'm not. And then I panicked. I went to full panic mode. Um, cause it just, I just wasn't expecting that. And it was all of a sudden like a reality that, Hey, this, this could happen right now. Like this could be it. Um, and Clinton and I, we waited, I think another few days. And then I, took a pregnancy test for like a week every day. <laughs> Watch the lines get darker and then I, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So what symptoms, um, Miranda, did you have? You Twice now. There must have been something that kind of tipped you off. Yeah, so I'm crazy and there were, there were no <laughs> symptoms, but my period was so regular that I've been known, I mean, I'm 37, so I've been known for the past however many years of my life to take pregnancy tests when there's no possible way that I could be pregnant if my period's literally like one day off. So I should have invested stock into pregnancy tests long ago for how much money that I've spent on them. So both times it was literally because I was like a day late. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, Deanna, what about you? What symptoms did I have? Yeah, how'd you how'd you figure so it I out? At, I was laughing at Miranda's story. Um, <laughs> um, I was I remember where I was in the gym. I was on the ski erg and I was working out with two girls and we were training. I had an upcoming competition in like six weeks and I was so my chest, my boobs were so sore. Same with Carly, like I had basically nothing before this adventure. And uh, I looked at my girlfriend and I was like, I think I'm pregnant. I'm so tired. And my boobs have never felt like this before. And uh, I took a pregnancy test the next morning and I was, I was pregnant. It was crazy shocking. I just remember that sense. Like you spend your whole life trying not to get pregnant. (laughs) 
I guess. Yeah. Like, you know, as, as I was being raised, you know, always being careful and my mom always making sure of that. And, uh, and then when you finally are, you're like, you wanted it, but there's even that moment where you're like, uh Oh, like, Holy shit. Gonna <laughs> um, so I'm not going to lie. Um, th- that was the summer when you made that post about not competing. It was for Canwest games. Was it not? And you, yep. p- yeah, you put up a post yeah. saying you couldn't for something. I was like, Oh, she's pregnant. <laughs> yeah, it, was, uh, it was hard not to just tell everyone right away, but it, we were only uh, about seven weeks in and I really wanted to wait until our first ultrasound and so that was difficult to not just tell everyone how excited I was, but um, yeah, just asking people to kind of respect that I wanted to wait and um, I couldn't compete or I have chosen not to compete. Canada West is Canada West Games is outside too. Uh, it's really hot and uh, it probably wasn't the best idea. So I was glad I, I didn't do it, but I don't know about you ladies, but anytime I would see any fit lady in the gym when they were fresh pregnant, you'd be like, oh, they're pregnant. Did you guys have like your staff and members and things like that? The same with you? I am really bad at secrets also. (laughs) So I think I told like my boss and my coworkers like the next day. And, um, I was still training at an affiliate during when I found out I was pregnant with my first, I told everyone because I'm competitive. And I feel like maybe you guys had the same feeling where if I don't tell them, I'm going to still feel the pressure to work out the way that I always do. And I wasn't still competing actively. Like I had stopped competing like on purpose, but, um, just like the way that I would attack workouts or, you know, things like that. So I told so many people like right away, I was like five weeks pregnant, just telling not on like Instagram or anything, but everyone that was in my life definitely knew like soon. Was that the same for you, Carly? Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't think I told anyone. Uh, I might have told a few people when I was past eight weeks, like when I after I had a, my first doctor's appointment. Um, I didn't tell my bosses until I was maybe ten weeks, and that was really hard because I was a hundred percent different person. I hated everyone. I was really <laughs> crappy. I was getting up really early in the morning to coach my poor classes. They were all really understanding <laughs> after they found out, but I felt so bad. Like the, I love people and I love coaching and I was, I was in a different zone at that point. And I felt so sick all the time. Um, but I didn't tell people cause I was so unsure of like what could happen. And I didn't want to get like my hopes up or other people's. I was very conservative on that end of things. Deanna, what about you? Yeah, I'm kind of with Miranda on that one. Not that we're uh, picking sides, but I just, um, I'm really outgoing and and I love sharing everything. And I think that's why I really love sort of Instagram and sharing my story. And it's our community that we have here at the gym is really close. So the girls that I train with consistently, they actually knew probably before everyone else in my family, because again, same thing with Miranda is, I kind of wanted them to know why I wasn't doing certain things or why I was like lagging behind or why I was not running in like 35 degree heat. Um, so I, they probably knew before anyone else did. And uh, it was hard not to tell everyone every day because you're so excited. Um, and I think a lot of people kind of picked up on some hints that I would give too, but I would say kind of holistically, I didn't want to put it out there. My following's not as big as, as, any of your guys's, but I didn't want to put it out to everyone because I didn't feel like it was everyone's place to know, but um, definitely those closest to me for sure. 
Carly, you kind of touched on this a little bit, and I actually saw that you had a post about this, but how did you feel in each trimester? And yeah, what were what were your symptoms? Because I think you had a hard go, didn't you? I did. At least to me, I did. Um, being both my jobs are up on my feet, active. I work long hours. And I was totally fine on minimal sleep. Uh, growing a baby is really hard, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it takes a lot of your energy out of you. And I was tired. Like the first trimester, I could nap all day. And I'm not a person that takes naps at all. Um, so I slept a ton or when I could, and I felt sick from the moment I woke up to the moment I went away, um, to bed, which was really hard. Smells were miserable. I really hated it. Honestly, the first trimester, I was not one of those. I love being pregnant. I thought it was the worst thing, um, I've experienced and I didn't understand how people do it all the time. And obviously everyone's so different with their symptoms, but the first trimester was really hard. Um, it did get better. The second trimester was amazing and happy. And I started when you feel a baby kick, it's kind of like, Oh, you do forget everything. Cause it's like this little bean inside of you. Um, so the second trimester was really great. Energy levels got better. Yes. I was able to, I mean, I just could be a little bit more high functioning and not have to nap ever or not ever, but as much. Yeah. Um, and then this last trimester, it's been good. I think there's been some adjustments back into that. Um, like I feel nauseous again, not as bad nearly, but it's definitely there lingers throughout the day. Um, and then actually yesterday I ended up having to get injections of cortisone into my wrists, um, because I had a really bad, the carpal tunnel syndrome that happens apparently when you're pregnant, I got it, uh, severely. It went from mild to severe in like two weeks, um, to where I couldn't sleep at night and Man, I don't wish that pain on anyone. That was horrible. If you actually have carpal tunnel, I can't imagine. And then um, did they, the, will the symptoms then subside again once you have the baby? They said it should. It most of the time does. They said there's a few cases where it doesn't, but I'm pretty sure mine will. So, Miranda, she looks like she disagreed and then agreed with you very much so. <laughs> so the carpal tunnel syndrome, like where is that in the list of pregnancy symptoms? It's nowhere, but I had it really bad, Carly. Like I just sleep in these little like, um, wrist like slings at night. Um, cause same thing. I couldn't sleep cause it, it was so weird. And I had never heard of this before. Luckily I had one friend who his wife had had that. So, um, I knew that it was like a thing, but mine went away like immediately after I gave birth. So hopefully that's what will happen to you. And how did you feel throughout the first pregnancy um, and the second one? Were they different? Um, so Carly's probably going to hate me, but I didn't, I don't get really sick. <laughs> uh, the tiredness, like the first trimester, like sleepiness is like a, something that you can't describe. And I spent eight years traveling for the seminar staff and I would be like in Korea one day and then in Australia the next day. And that's tiredness. But the first trimester tiredness was like, completely different, like even worse and so much harder than that. And I definitely had that both times. I would say the second time it was even harder because, um, we have a two-year-old, so you can't just nap so easily. Um, so just be prepared for that. Um, I did, I, I had a little bit of nauseousness this time, but I've never thrown up from pregnancy, um, or had like really crazy food aversions or anything like that. Um, I have a hard time eating now that I'm into my second trimester, um, just because you start to feel full. 
Um, and there's like not that much space. So I, I feel like I can't eat meals that are very big. Um, especially if I'm trying to eat like nutritious foods, like veggies and stuff, there's just, you get so full. Um, I had really bad heartburn my first pregnancy during the second and third trimester, but I haven't had that yet. And I haven't had the carpal tunnel come back yet, but I think it was later in my first one as well. Um, but yeah, just the sleepiness. And then I had, I've had some like pubic bone pain in both. Like I had to quit running pretty early on in both pregnancies. And I know a lot of women will run a lot longer. Um, like a lower ligament pain? No, like actual like pubic symphysis. Is that what they call it? Yeah. Um, where I can feel if I do a lot of like running and jumping and, and stuff like that. Um, and everything, every physical symptom, like as far as like belly size or like the pubic pain or all of that happened way earlier for the second pregnancy. So, um, I think your body's structures are already a little bit weakened (laughs) from the first pregnancy. So, I mean, my stomach now is what it looked like at like probably 30 weeks and I'm only 20 this time. Um, but I've read and heard that that's normal, but in general, I have very, other than the sleepiness, I have very easy pregnancies. Carly's envious right now. (laughs) Okay, Deanna, what about you? Um, I'm kind of like nodding my head at a few things I can relate kind of across the board, but I've been pretty lucky, I think. Uh, I've been able to keep working full time and uh, same with Carly. I'm on my feet all day coaching and running a business and I've been grateful for that, but um, I probably puke in my mouth like multiple times a day. I have really bad acid reflux, which I've never had before. Um, so that's just really uncomfortable because I'll be talking to someone like mid conversation and I'll like burp and throw up in my mouth. It's, oh my I don't even, it's yeah, it's really uncomfortable. Uh, I'm not enjoying it, but I mean, I don't think it's that bad. I don't feel really nauseous. So it's just kind of in your esophagus. Uh, apparently it's really common um, the relaxin relaxins your esophagus, your esophageal wall, and then babies pushing up. So kind of the combination of those two. Um, I had really pretty bad ligament pain, um, kind of right here on both sides, uh, when things were starting to expand pretty early on, actually, like earlier on than when it says you're supposed to have it. So I don't know if it's because maybe I had, um, everybody's different, but I think maybe I was a little bit leaner there. Um, and my stomach was expanding. So the ligament pain was actually pretty bad. Uh, and I was worried if it was going to continue that way, that the pregnancy wouldn't be very much fun. Uh, it's kind of like sharp shooting pains. Um, but that's kind of dissipated since. So that's good. That is really good. Cause yes, I do know that that is an issue for a lot of ladies in the gym as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what changes have you made to your life outside of the gym, Deanna? Yeah, I think I wrote this question and then I was looking at it today and I was like, I don't think I've made any. <laughs> um, <laughs> I probably should be doing more, but um, I don't know. I, I'm so driven to be working really hard because I'm self-employed. So um, to try to kind of save some money aside for baby and, and get to a, a spot where we have the staff and Um, so I think I've been putting more time into work. Uh, I've done a prenatal yoga class weekly and that's been really helpful. Um, kind of getting in the mindsets and just being around other women that are pregnant. Maybe it looked Uh, like you were doing a little bit of nesting in the baby's room. Totally. Yeah. 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 
So that's a, that's a big change around the house. Uh, I'm definitely creating like the physical space for baby. And I've basically started right away with that. So that's, that's a good one. That's definitely changed. Carly, how about you? What changes have you made to your life outside the gym? Honestly, I don't, not a ton. I don't think. Oh, this one's kind of hard for me. I haven't really done too much. I go to bar three, if that's a change, but that's still going to the gym. Uh, but something different to me. Um, I just actually really like it's such a different body awareness. Um, Were you just felt- looking for something different um, for fitness or was it something that you always kind of wanted to try, but because you were competitive in CrossFit, it just didn't really fit? Um, some of my really good girl, one of my really good girlfriends, she teaches bar. And so a few of my friends had gone, one had gone when she was pregnant and I'd been a couple times with her. Uh, at first it definitely wasn't my favorite. It's so different than what we know and do. Um, but since I've been pregnant, I absolutely love it because it's so, I feel like it's actually been really good for my body and helped in a lot of different ways. Um, other than that, I mean, aside from the severe nesting and cleaning and organizing, um, which is totally my style anyways, I haven't really done a lot of different things. I don't think. Miranda, how about you? Yeah, I would say, um, I can't really remember the, I did a lot of nesting definitely with like, there were 2am pottery barn purchases for my first, um, and that's happened again, but now it's kind of just normal, I guess. Um, this time though, cause I, we have a business now and we have employees and we have the two-year-old. And so the thing that's been really important for me is we've been working so hard for the last three years on our business that, um, I've had to take a step back and allow other people to help me more, um, and get more sleep. That's probably the biggest thing that's changed for me is just, um, delegating and making sure I get sleep, even if normally I would feel like, Oh, I need to be doing more or staying up till what all hours of the night working or whatever. Um, just knowing that that's not the best, especially because my first, he didn't sleep more than two hours in, in any given stretch for the first year and a half of his life. Um, so I kind of like, I was, an, I was like the annoyed pregnant person with the first one when people would be like, Oh, you better sleep now. And I'm like, whatever pregnancy sucks. Being a mom's going to be better. And then it was like, when he was born, I was like, Oh my gosh, I, now I know what they meant because, um, I didn't sleep well for a, a year and a half. So trying to definitely capture as much of that beforehand in case we have another non-sleeper. Did I maybe see that uh, post that you maybe your online shopping had increased? Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> I mean, it's the holidays and I'm pregnant. Like I don't know what to expect. But uh, yeah, and I, I'm so like concerned with not just giving everything to the second as hand me down. So he has like his bedroom will look different than the first ones looked, and I want to make sure that he has his own like personality and he's his own person. So everything that I did for um, Knox, who is our first son, I want to do for the for the second boy so that it's not like, oh, well, you're second. So you just, it's not as cool or special. I love that. I love that. Okay. So what has been the most difficult thing to handle so far? Deanna? Throwing me right in (laughs) to the hard question. Um, I think for me, it was, it's been the physical changes to my body. Uh, And because I feel like emotionally and sort of mentally I'm handling things well and I'm, I'm ready for this, but I would just, I don't know if you can even prepare yourself for the changes and how rapidly they happen. And that's hard coming from a a competitive background. And and I wasn't, 
I've never been really meticulous about tracking my macros or anything, but I've always prided myself on, on being fit, being lean, um, and eating well. And then when I got pregnant, it was like, I basically ate like an entire box of Ritz crackers, like every couple of hours. Cause I was just, I was, I felt so sick all the time, um, for the first like six weeks. Um, yeah, I think that's been the hardest part is sort of watching your body change. You don't have control over it. Um, just accepting it, loving yourself through all that. That's been the hardest. Uh, and it's been a good journey. Like it's, it's a good challenge for me accepting things. Um, okay. So Miranda, what's your take? What's been your most difficult thing? Uh, yeah, I would say definitely. I agree with Deanna, especially for my first one for the second one, I've already been through it and feel like I recovered pretty well from it and know that that's possible now. So that's a little bit more helpful because you always wonder like with your first, like, am I going to be able to get back to where I was? And I don't even care like fitness wise, because I'm not, um, competing. I just meant like feeling good in my body wise again, I guess. Uh, my hardest thing is because my husband is also a former games athlete. And when I was pregnant with the first, he was preparing to compete at regionals and, um, having to scale back so heavily while he's like getting the most fit he's ever been was really hard for me. And for some reason during this pregnancy, he's like doing it again, not to compete, just like all of a sudden he's doing double days out of nowhere for no reason. <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening? Like six months ago, you could have cared less about waking up early in the morning to work out. And so it's kind of like having that constant reminder of how um, much you have to scale back and having like just watching everybody having fun with their training and getting fitter. And he's like, the leanest he's ever been and like all this stuff. And I'm just like, okay. Um, it's, it's really hard for me. And I can't even imagine cause you guys are in the gym. I, he's the only person in our staff here that works out is the only person that I have to watch do fitness and have fun with it. Um, but yeah, I would say that was, that's been the hardest thing for me other than some of the physical stuff. Carly, how about you? I think a little bit more like emotionally and mentally for me, it's been challenging. Um, just trying to embrace everything that's happening and the big changes that are about to come into your life um, compared to where it used to just be almost like you're, you're selfish now. I'm not saying I'm a selfish person, but that's what you have to, you care about kind of, you're like, Oh, well, I can do this now or then. And it's not really on a certain schedule where it's like preparing to have a kid. It's going to be, you know, on their schedule, on their time um, to an extent, obviously, but it's you're now taking care of another life, not just yours. Um, I think that's kind of been a challenge. Obviously, physically, uh, your body's changing. Uh, I would say I had more trouble with that the beginning of the pregnancy uh, versus now, where I, I don't, I still do everything the same, not, not work out the same, but I feel like I'm able to do a lot of things that some people say you can't do when you're pregnant. Um, like paint your toes or put on your shoes, just simple things. I'm like, I can still do that. <laughs> um, but I've embraced my body change a lot more than I, a lot easier than I thought I have would have when it was the first trimester. And I think what a lot of people who are listening are going to be wondering, you guys, some of you were still doing competitive training volume ish, um, when you got pregnant and, 
So I want you guys to talk a little bit about like what life looked like in the gym before you got pregnant and when you started to modify things and kind of what it looks like now, because I think a lot of ladies really struggle with when is the right time and they see other pregnant ladies and some of them are killing it in the gym still and then they feel like shit. And there's a really hard balance between, you know, knowing what you should be doing, when you should be doing it. And I think it would be nice if, yeah, they could hear kind of what your journeys look like with that so far. Uh, Carly, do you want to start? Sure. Um, so I was training differently. I'd stopped competing in CrossFit um, before I got pregnant. I was mainly just doing Olympic lifting, but more competitively, I was working with Amy Everett and Greg. Um, I'm lucky to live just up the road from me. Um, so I was still training probably like two to maybe three hours a day, but less um, days a week. Um, so to me, I was still training just a lot different and I'd say I still tried to train, obviously the weights decreased a lot quicker than I expected them to for me. Cause some people, um, actually my, when I was still at the gym, my boss was pregnant and she was able to lift very, very heavy, I guess I would say, um, almost her whole pregnancy. And for me, it went away a lot faster. I just didn't feel good doing it. So I scaled back my weights. Um, pretty quick, but I lift, I did lifting, Olympic lifting, probably tell I was about 18 to 20 weeks pregnant. And then that all kind of adjusted. I just listened to my body as I went. Um, I stopped doing, I stopped doing anything upside down, uh, fairly quickly. I had a really bad, I would get a really bad blood rush to my head. Um, some people say they can do it still or late into pregnancy for me, it just wasn't working out. So I took that out pretty quickly. Um, bar work, I would do strict pull-ups, but I took out any type of kipping, uh, really early, almost, almost immediately. I didn't really do a lot of kipping or butterfly anymore anyways. I did a lot more strict work. Um, Were you just concerned with, you know, like loosened joints and things like that, or just didn't feel good? Uh, it didn't really feel good for one, but I did end up stop even strict pull-ups. I would say around week, it was before I was 20 weeks pregnant, I think. I took that out. Um, I was really, con- I'm really concerned about like my pelvic floor and that, I don't know, I think it's ab dialysis or someone, Miranda will fix that. I don't know what, Di- what it's called. Diastasis? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I'm killing it. Uh, Miranda just gave me the head nod on that one. <laughs> um, I was just really concerned with that. Um, I didn't want that to be something that was more permanent to me. So um, I've been really aware with that. And as far as like any core work would go, Um, I did some stuff, but nothing that would put a lot of strain into my core. I feel like with CrossFit or with any type of training um, that we do, we use our core so much, like any type of squatting and um, really like anything we do, we know how to kind of embrace our core and how to use it. So I wasn't really concerned about keeping in any core exercises. Like my my abs were going to go away anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would rather not risk uh, anything to my body in that sense, as far as training goes. And then training now is just... I try to get in the gym like five times a week, uh, 30 minutes, just kind of sweat a little bit, move, very lightweight dumbbells, kettlebells, and light barbell squats. Doing classes at all or just kind of um, Actually, I don't work at the gym. I left the gym I was at. So I have a home garage gym. Hmm. So I just do everything here now. Yeah. <laughs> Rad is it's like, fun. yes, garage gym <laughs> right there. <laughs> it's Miranda, perfect. Miranda, what about you? Um, so. 
I, like, what did your training kind of look like before? And, you know, what is it looking like now? And what did it, what about your first pregnancy as well? Yeah. So I was definitely training a lot harder, um, before I got pregnant the first time I, I was only training once a day, even then. Um, and it was straight up classes with maybe some random stuff we would do afterwards. Cause we were like still wanting to do more, but, um, the intensity was higher. I was still lifting heavy a lot more often in class and things like that. Um, and I think with the first one, and I don't know if these girls feel the same way. I'm sure they do at some level, like training in that intensity is two is two things for me. And it was even more than like, it's a huge stress reliever and outlet for me. So I held on to it. Um, because I was so like shocked by the pregnancy and we were going through so much that like, I felt like I needed to hold on to intensity. So I had a harder time letting go the first time for sure. And then also it's like so much of our identity, right? Like, so it's like, I don't know how not to do this. And I've talked to a lot of pregnant women who are like, but it's just like the only thing that makes me feel normal. And I like totally get that, especially the first time. Uh, so yeah, the first, the first time I was training still pretty hard, but only once a day this last time, um, because I was trying to get pregnant and it took so long, um, I lowered my intensity like in January of this year. Uh, and I was still working out every day doing the street parking workout, which is like 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes. Um, maybe I'm in the garage for like 45 minutes with warming up and everything. Um, but I wouldn't allow myself to get to the point where like I couldn't talk <laughs> or like, uh, you know, I felt like I had to lay down afterwards. I wasn't allowing myself to get to that place. And I don't know if that was 100% necessary to get pregnant or not, but it was because we were trying, it was something that I did. So I feel like my intensity has been lower for like a whole year now. Um, and I am super pumped to bring it back it, uh, as soon as I'm ready. Yeah. Cause it's been a long time. Because this is the last baby, right? <laughs> oh, that's the plan. <laughs> and I modified a lot of the same way that ways that Carly did. Like I, people, I was actually answering some DMs this morning of people like, Hey, can I still do sit-ups? And I'm like, why? Like, it's not, you're not going to develop a six pack right now. There's no point in it. And so we had like operation protect the abs, um, during the, the first one. And if I, if Julian could see any sort of like the coning, which you'll see when your abs start to separate, um, I would take those movements out. And I had to do it so much earlier on the second one. Like I was modifying it 10 weeks stuff that I waited until 20 weeks the first time. And that was really hard because it was like, oh man, this is going to be so long. But um, it's a, it ends up being a shorter amount of time than it feels like in the moment. And um, think trying to think of longevity for sure. Do you actually have, you know, and like you said, why do you have a list of movements that are your why for people? Why would you even try that? Like if you were to give a short list of movements, what would they be? Um, like people are asking if they can still like snatch heavy and, um, or like straight up, they'll ask me like straight up about like toes to bar and sit-ups and like things like that. And I'm just like, well, why? Or I get a lot of DMs from people saying, Hey, I signed up for this competition and I'm 10 weeks pregnant now. And I don't, should I still do it? And that's like, it depends on if you can go slow and not care, but 
why, why? Like, or the open, should I do the open? And it's like, but why are you going to win? Are you trying to go to the games? Like, I don't, you know, so I think, yeah, I did muscle ups pretty deep into my first one, like strict ones. Just, I think it was more to prove to myself that I could do it. Um, but the, just, and there's so many ways to stay fit without ever putting your baby or your body in danger. And people, I think it's more like ego or trying to hold on to their identity or just still feeling involved in their classes or whatever. But, um, yeah. We always said at the gym too, um, and I don't know if you feel the same way, Deanna, but like, why do box jumps? Like, what if you fell or rope climbs? Same thing. Like, what if you fell kind of a thing? Like, what is the point in continuing doing those on? Like, is that how you kind of feel like at your gym as well? Yeah. I mean, initially I felt really good and I could up until probably about 16 weeks, I could pretty much do everything I normally had and felt great. Um, but I do, I do agree with that. Once I kind of got to a point where I was starting to show and I was starting to, um, notice the changes to my abs, I for sure wouldn't have done anything to sort of further risk it. Uh, I'm totally on the same page as these ladies. I think long-term is more important to me. Uh, I don't see the point again in, in doing a lot of core work when that area is trying to expand and I already had tight. So as before, um, like really over tight. So as from years of like pretty strenuous training. So I'm trying to expand that area, not make it tighter. Um, so yes. And then to answer your question with safety issues, the thing is, is like, I could see how people outside of the gym might look at the rope climbs that we do and think like, why are they doing that when they're pregnant? I was doing them up until about that time, 16 weeks or so. Cause I feel really comfortable here. I mean, I haven't fallen from a rope knock on wood in eight years, um, of doing CrossFit. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go out and like try snowboarding or skiing. I haven't done that in like a decade. Um, this summer I didn't surf, uh, wake surf behind the boat. Cause I was like, what if I fall funny? Um, but doing stuff in the gym that I feel really comfortable with day to day. Um, and I'm like certain that I'm not going to hurt myself. Um, but yeah, putting yourself at risk uh, unnecessarily at this time, yeah, I wouldn't want to, wouldn't want to do that. When did you and find, when did you find that you really had to start modifying things? I would say around week 16 to 20. Um, I actually felt pretty good doing those things, but I would even post videos and thankfully the Instagram community is so wonderful and there's so many helpful women out there. A lot of them pointed out, have like two or three women that were really honest with me and they pointed out the coning, um, that I hadn't really even seen. And so looking more into that and understanding, you know, how, how the abdomen handles stressors like that and could potentially separate, um, understanding interabdominal pressure. That's a really big one for me is I love to lift heavy weights and I've just completely sort of eliminated that. Um, I'll just sort of lift really light because, uh, you don't need any more interabdominal pressure than you already have, uh, when you're creating a baby, you know, it's a lot of pressure in your abdomen. So how I would normally brace and sort of push air out into my abdomen is not gonna, is not going to be healthy. So trying to exhale before I lift and to stay, stay light, breathing, moving is more important. So yeah, I think that'll be helpful for a lot of people. Cause I think there's a lot of confusion in this area and people just don't know what they should be doing or are scared that they're not going to yeah. look as fit as everyone thought they were. And right. I mean, that only goes for, you know, certain people who are, you know, half decent at CrossFit anyways, anybody else is like, well, whatever, you know, 
so I can't do toes to bar anymore. Not a big deal. Um, but Carly, since you're due first, why don't you start us off with this one? What are your plans for delivery? Well, um, if I could have a home birth, I would have, I mean, I could, um, I didn't, we didn't go that route. It scared me a little bit. Um, we ended up going with an OB at a hospital. We almost changed to a midwife last week, actually. Um, but they were still in the hospital and I thought the changes weren't significant enough to make that big change so late in the game. Uh, if I were to do it over or when I do it over, I'll go most likely with a midwife in a birthing center. Um, just cause I really do want a natural birth. Uh, I do not want an epidural. That's my goal. Uh, I've been reading a lot about like hypnobirthing, um, and just trying to get into a more like a mindset game, trying to figure out like different ways to kind of cope with the pain um, as naturally as possible. So that is my goal. Um, I've been, I mean, I'm pretty set on that. Obviously, if anything happens, um, if something weird happens, I'm going to do whatever's best for the baby. Um, but I really hope it works out. I hope that all my reading and research and practice has paid off and it's able to go as I hope. You're just going to dig into that dark place that, you know, when you're in a really tough workout <laughs> and just go there. Miranda's just like right. clenching her teeth. Miranda, I saw you just actually had a post up not that long ago about your where you were going to birth. So what did you decide on that? Um, yeah, so I thought heavily about doing a home birth for this one. I didn't think about it at all for the first time. We were still in Southern California in a house that was just way too cramped for that to be comfortable. Um, but I think we're going to do, so for my first, he was born in a birthing center in Southern California. And I think we're going to do the birthing center again here. Um, of course, unless any complications or anything come up like that, that require us to be in a hospital, um, for the same reason, like I was worried that if I was in a hospital that I would be like pressured to like get an epidural or something like that. And I wanted to basically just not give myself that option. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And I mean, I, it was, it was a situation for sure. <laughs> I don't want to like you know, say too much, but, um, I was able to have my first, um, unmedicated and, um, I will tell these girls this because so many people told me before my first, like, you're so fit. Birth is going to be so easy. Okay. Let me tell you, pushing was fine. I only had to push for 45 minutes because I'm strong. The rest of it, the problem is, is that, um, for an athlete, you, when something gets hard, we respond to it by, um, wanting to work harder. And so my whole body would tense up every time I would have a contraction and nothing was happening. Like I couldn't relax. That was like my big thing is I had no ability to relax my whole body because it's completely the opposite of what you would do in a workout when it gets hard almost. So, um, the actual like labor part before the pushing was really difficult for me. I did throw up then. Um, and <laughs> it was not fun, but we made it through and I've blocked enough of it out that I'm going to do it again. So. <laughs> See, it wasn't even yeah. that bad. You're doing it again, right? <laughs> I guess so. All right, Deanna, what are your plans? Oh my goodness. This is so intense. Um, 
I wish I was as brave as you ladies. Uh, I'm quite sure I'm going to ask for an epidural and that's going to happen really soon. I, I, I'm almost in my third trimester, so I've kind of planned to maybe put a little more research into this part of things, but I'm, I'm thinking about my delivery. Um, I've been attending the prenatal yoga class and my yoga instructor is so informative. She's worked as a doula for like 25 years and she's kind of talked about what, what each of you are talking about. Um, she talked about that sort of response to pain and how typically adrenaline kicks in and then sort of that pain adrenaline response is not effective. And that's sort of the space that I live in. Like I live in kind of an anxious, um, get everything done, do your workout, work hard. I don't relax very often. Um, so I think that's going to be something that I need to start doing more of and getting in that mindset to relax tissue, to relax breathing, um, to kind of get everything prepared. And I think that's sort of along the lines of the hypnobirthing, Carly, that you, that you talked about, um, Lamaze, like there's all these different methods of, of birthing and birthing practices. Uh, I think another thing that I'll work towards is just preparing sort of like a, some mantras for myself, maybe even writing them down um, so that when I'm going through that pain, I can remind myself, just breathe or maybe count my breaths. So that you can ball is... up that piece of paper and throw it at your husband when you're <laughs> yeah, in the so middle I'm of it. Jeremy. <laughs> I don't know if that's all going to go out the window. I think, um, yeah, I'm kind of just getting into the delivery and birthing plans and interested in it, genuinely interested, but, but haven't really formulated my own. After everybody's had their babies, I want you guys to come back to this podcast and be like, that was not what happened at all. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Miranda, this one is just for you since you have the most experience in this area. Um, What challenges did you experience postpartum, not just physically, but also emotionally? And how was getting back into training and how long did that take and those types of things? Yeah. So one of the biggest concerns that my husband had postpartum, uh, for me was he thought that I wasn't going to be able to, uh, chill that I was going to be like trying to like do too much, like very soon after. And I think I did a really good job for two weeks. I made no attempt at any sort of even going for walks or anything like that longer than like a few blocks. Um, and I really just laid in bed. Um, because we were the only two running our business at the time, I did have to work a little bit um, on the computer in bed, but I did a really good job. And I, um, I, I really enjoyed that time with Knox. Uh, I want to say like around like the two week, like two to two to three weeks, I was taking some really long walks because I wanted to sweat. And luckily I was in Southern California and it was summertime and I just felt like I needed to sweat So I would take him out and just walk for like over an hour around our neighborhood everywhere. Uh, I started moving slowly. um, And I mean, like holding on to the pull-up rig, doing air squats, like completely supported to a ball and like helping myself up right around like the four week mark and um, doing some like of the like birth fit or those types of like core rehab stuff, which is by the way, so boring, but it's very important. It's just like any rehab from any injury, like it's boring, but it can be so helpful if you actually do it. And at least it got me into the garage and stuff like that. Um, the sleep was really hard for us. Uh, he didn't sleep, uh, like I said, for like a year and a half. So, um, emotionally that was really hard. Um, 
but honestly, like it, everything else, it was just so worth it at that time. But the worst I ever felt about how I looked was after the baby was born, because I feel like you think like, Oh, as soon as the baby's out, I'm going to start getting back to looking the way that I did before. Well, at least when you're pregnant, there's a baby in there and that's why your belly looks big and everything. But then two, three weeks, a month after you still look really weird. Um, I had like all sorts of back fat that I didn't even realize I had when I was pregnant. Cause I think it was like stretched by my belly. And now it's just like <laughs> hanging there. And I looked like I had no muscle tone, like whatsoever, even in my like upper body and in my legs and stuff like that, everything was very soft. Um, and so being in like the fitness industry and we're always taking photos and videos and stuff like that, um, that was a little bit self-conscious. Um, but those moments, while they seem long when you're in them, they did end up being much shorter. Um, so not to get too stuck in those moments, I would say for people is really important. Okay. Well, we're going to go into a, just a little two minute drill. So I'm just going to direct a question at each of you. So you only one person gets to answer. I'm going to put two minutes on the clock. And so you just have to be done answering under two minutes. And then we're going to kind of move on to the next one. So we just have, we can cover a little bit more ground that way and then not take up too much time. Okay. So start the clock. Carly, this one's for you. How did you decide it was the right time to step away from CrossFit to start a family? Oh, man. I think, I don't know if I exactly stepped away to start a family. Uh, I stepped away for multiple different reasons. Um, I do miss it a lot, like competing, of course. And since it wasn't a planned pregnancy, it wasn't like something we had on our radar to start a family. I do think the timing ended up um, working out perfectly. I mean, for us both. Um, I mean, as good as you, you just look at the best aspect as possible. and. I think it was a really good time for us to try to kind of take a next step. And I, yeah, I don't know. That was kind of hard. (laughs) That's perfect. That's perfect. Okay. Miranda, how has your mindset shifted during pregnancy coming from a competitive background? Uh, Yeah. I think there's a lot of things about having a competitive background that can help you in pregnancy because you've already um, been through things or done things um, that are hard. If you're, any kind of like higher level of competing, you've done a lot of things that you don't want to do when you're tired and when you're sore and when you're whatever. So I think leaning on those experiences can really help. Um, but like, uh, these girls said earlier, it's not about you anymore. Um, your training, your food, your sleep, everything is for you still, of course, but also for the baby. So, um, using what you know about fitness and nutrition and everything and using it to create the most healthy space for your baby is is awesome and it's such a great tool to have i love it all right diana did you find it difficult to adjust to the way your body was changing yes for sure uh and i've covered that a a little bit in some posts that i've made physically the changes have been just really rapid i think that's the thing like marina said it's kind of over before you know it and and you look back on it and it's it's just a time of your life like i had a girl tell me at the gym the other day she's like you're going to reflect on your pregnancy and just it's going to come out of your mouth like that like when i was pregnant uh, it's not something that you like dwell on or stay in but when you're in it it feels pretty intense um so the physical changes, I think, is, is 
a couple things that I've done, I think that helps is removing those sort of negative obstacles from my life, like the reminders. Uh, I've taken all of the clothes that don't fit me out of my closet because I call it the tube of toothpaste. I put my clothes on and I feel like I'm being squeezed from the inside. And I'm like, this is so uncomfortable. Why do I do this? So I just kind of try things on. And if they don't fit, I put them away and I move, my, move forward. I'm wearing Jeremy's pants today. <laughs> awesome. Um, ladies are I all very, good? you guys have probably never had to deal with muffin top before. Very lean I people. Back fat. Like <laughs> I've, I've never had back fat before. Um, yeah, it's a big adjustment, but I'm excited to be doing it. So awesome. Okay, Carly, how did you deal with exhaustion and morning sickness in regards to working out? Uh, working out actually made me feel better. When I was sick, I was because I was nauseous all day long. Um, the relief I did get was when I was being active, as far as that goes. Um, for fatigue, kind of the same thing. Like you get these like endorphins from working out. You feel good. Um, I never felt worse after I would do a workout when I was super tired in the beginning of my pregnancy. Um, I would feel better generally. So I think it actually worked in my favor in that sense. There was days that I was so exhausted I didn't want to work out. But I had to kind of remind myself of um, how it made me feel afterwards rather than how I felt at that moment in time. Oh, I'm just going to throw this out there. More than nothing, right, Miranda? Yeah. And that, that's what Miranda's thing is. More than nothing. And yep. it made you feel better, right? Oh, 100%. Okay, Miranda, how would one get back on the bandwagon if you feel like you fell off, but now you also have a little one? Oh man, that's like where the whole more than nothing thing came from, I guess. I think, um, especially coming from the type of training background that the three of us, uh, were used to, um, we're used to our whole world revolving around these training sessions. And we see all the time when moms are like, Oh, I only have this amount of time or, Oh, I was interrupted three times in my workout. And I think people really underestimate, um, how much consistency and just showing up and doing something matters. Um, so not waiting until the time is perfect or the, where you're going to be or the equipment or whatever is perfect, but just finding that consistency again, because the truth is until your kid is like old enough to go to school or do whatever your, your workouts are going to be random. So (laughs) at the mercy of your child. Yeah. Not, not comparing, uh, what you're doing now to what you used to do or your scores or anything, but just finding that consistency again. I love it. Okay. Deanna, best suggestions for healthy eating and handling pregnancy cravings. Oh boy. I'm probably like the worst one out of all three of us to answer this one. <laughs> um, seriously, you should ask the other girls this one. Um, how do I handle pregnancy cravings? Well, the first trimester was really hard because I wasn't, like I mentioned, I wasn't feeling super great and I would get um, a little bit nauseous if I didn't have something in my belly. So I think if I learned anything, it was eat small, small amounts, Um, you know, more frequent meals rather than trying to sit down and eat a a really big one. Um, I call my first trimester snacks and naps. So I was snacking a lot and sleeping a lot. Um, It got easier in second trimester to eat better foods didn't turn me off like healthy foods like they did uh, in the first trimester. Um, and now I'm pretty much back to kind of where I was before eating healthy again. But I, I, again, I would say sort of smaller meals more frequently has been helpful. Um, pregnancy cravings, 
instead of maybe something really sugary, I'll have an apple instead, which is still not, you know, it's not like super healthy, but it's not sugar and uh, crap. No, so, people were hoping that you were going to be um, like, oh, she just said eat the donut. Yeah, that's yeah. what I wanted to hear. Yeah, I mean, I definitely had more, I've given myself more indulgences, uh, but I think consistently for me, kind of eating healthy during the week, uh, on the weekends, if I want to go for ice cream, I've kind of always had that sort of mindset. I've never gone off the rails entirely, so um, maybe the other girls. I know, Carly, you had some help with your nutrition, I think, and you were speaking about the benefits of that. Um, so maybe the other girls can speak to it, but fine, Carly, I'll let you in on this question too. <laughs> Carly, did you, um, consult with a dietitian on, on pregnancy eating and whatnot? Uh, so I work with, uh, WAG with working against gravity. Um, uh, my coach, Alexa, she kind of guided me a little bit or helped me cause you don't realize there is differences in eating when you're pregnant. At least, um, uh, I didn't realize that. So at the beginning, I was super sick. So just trying to get any type of nutrients in my body was better than nothing. Um, and that was kind of a challenge for me because I go from eating a certain way to like, well, I'm not about to eat a vegetable right now. Um, luckily, in the second trimester and this third trimester, everything's, I pretty much have eaten the same. Um, for me, a lot of people have asked if I've had food aversions or cravings. Um, and honestly, I haven't there. I went through a pumpkin stage. I did like pumpkin things and I hate pumpkin stuff. So there was that. And then, um, sweets actually make, make me sick. So I could do like a spoonful of ice cream. If I ate any more, I'll feel sick. So that's kind of played to my uh, advantage, I guess. And, um, I guess having the nutritional help obviously is exceptional. Not everyone has that advantage, but just kind of Knowing not to binge eat your like feelings away when you're pregnant has is probably super beneficial um, to people and try to find some balance even if it might not be exactly what you're wanting at that time. Yeah, I love it. Okay, these last few questions, um, they're just gonna be short, quick ones, and all three of you, I want you to weigh in on it. Uh, okay, Miranda, what was your craziest craving that you've ever had? I'm not like a big pregnancy craver. I had some pretty, the strongest one that I had this uh, pregnancy was Starbucks breakfast sandwiches. Love it. Carly? I would, I'm going to go with the pumpkin. Like I just said, anything pumpkin-y because I am not a pumpkin fan. And I was a pumpkin everything for a month. <laughs> Deanna? Subway. Super random. I probably hadn't been there in like 10 years, maybe more. Subway with lots of mustard. I'm like standing there. I'm like, more, more. <laughs> Get um, that good Subway bread smell in your hair. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's not great, but <laughs> that's what I was craving. Okay. And I know the listeners wanted to know if you guys had any books or podcasts that you recommend listening, that you enjoyed throughout the process. Miranda? Um, not during the pregnancy so much. I think like the more you can learn about yourself before you become a mom is really um, important. So, and, uh, I've listened to start with why and atomic habits. Those are probably my two favorite books that I've listened to this year. Um, so yeah, definitely. And then there was a, a one for kids. It's a whole brain child that I really liked. Perfect. Yeah. Carly. I listened to the birth hour podcast and I love that. It's just, uh, birth stories from different 
aspects. I tried to only listen to the natural births on there. Um, I listened to a few where they went wrong and all that stuff. Uh, but it's a huge variety and a lot of information. I learned a lot from those podcasts. And then I read the hypnobirthing book, which I thought in general, even if you're not doing hypnobirthing has some really good information in there. Awesome. Deanna. Okay. I'm multitasking here. (laughs) Um, Okay, so not so much on the podcast, but I did write down a few of the uh, the people that I follow on Instagram that have been really helpful. Um, BirthFit, we, we mentioned that. Brianna Battles, the pregnant postpartum athletes, uh, Hungry North, uh, Emily Breeze. These are all women. Um, Miranda, Carly, people that I follow that I can connect with and, and relate to and find inspiration through. Um, I am reading, it's taken me, six months, but I've gotten this far. Halfway through that book. (laughs) (laughs) It's really cool. It's called bringing up baby. Um, and it, it's basically, it's a cultural viewpoint on parenting styles, uh, how they differ in North America versus France kind of sounds random, but has really given me some insight into not being like a helicopter parent or or the type of way that I want to parent my, my child. And that is going to be super helpful if your baby is three months overdue and then you can finish the book in that time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, last one. Do you guys plan on getting back into competing? Miranda? No. (laughs) Business first? Yeah, and just um, I wouldn't want to spend that much time away from my family at this point. So it's so much more important for me. And also I'm old, so... (laughs) What? There's <laughs> masters now. Um, just to give people an idea, when you were training competitively for the games and whatnot, how many hours a day did that consist of? Uh, we we never got into the like four or five hour window. I would say like two hour and a half sessions, pretty much like six days a week. Three hours, three hours a day then. Carly, how about you? I haven't really decided. I don't know. Um, if I will get back into individual competition, I, there are some competitions, uh, Fort Vancouver puts a one on. I absolutely love, I will probably always do that one. I plan on going back next January. Um, and then I, I might do Olympic lifting, but I'm not so sure about the CrossFit right now. And how long were you training when you were competitive? Uh, I spent a lot of time in the gym. I wouldn't say it was like always high intensity training, but I would train anywhere from like four hours. I would say four would probably be the maximum. Um, and it wasn't consecutive. And a lot of it was more accessory work and trying to get my body to be kind of as strong and healthy as possible. It's not just working out and lifting a lot. Love it. All yeah. right, Deanna, how about you? Do you think that you'll get back into competing after? Yes. Oh. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> I kind of had that one competition plan for a couple months and then I got pregnant. So it's kind of been in my mind that that's something I want to get back to. I love competing. I think it holds me accountable to my training better when I have that kind of like end goal in sight. Yeah. Uh, And that, that competition is a sanctioned event now. So is that like make it even more on the radar or? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe for you two ladies, cause you both have competed at the CrossFit games level. Um, you know, I never got there and it's not something that's ever been weighing over me. I just, I think it could be a possibility for sure on a team. Um, you know, my husband is, um, not easily convinced to do a team, but he would be amazing. Uh, so I don't know. I just want to get back into it for myself and do individual, but, um, down the road, that's not something that's 
uh, might be completely out of the cards. I love it. Well, I think that is a great place to end things. I appreciate so much for all of you to sit down. And yeah, I think this is going to be a really great resource for all the pregnant ladies and all the ladies that have had babies and are thinking about having babies. They can come and yeah, hear what you guys had to say from all your experiences and whatnot so far. And I wish that everyone's pregnancy goes so smoothly that nobody needs an epidural. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Head over to my Instagram page at sweat underscore effect for all of my insights, experiences, and daily dose of goodness. Until next time, keep on having fun and keeping fit.